0: Good morning everybody, let's uh, prepare our hearts for worship by um, listening to Days of Elijah.
1: Good morning morning. and welcome to worship. Let us take a few moments to say good morning and God's peace be with you. Let's remain standing and sing Be Thou My Vision. To page 10 in the front of our hymnal. Together, let us acknowledge before God our sinful condition into which we were born, asking God's gracious forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin. Live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that, attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and in the presence of one another. Let us search ourselves first in a moment of silent prayer. Continue to hear our prayer, gracious God. Have Have mercy mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. May we all be strengthened in all goodness and by the power of your Holy Spirit keep us unto eternal life. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Our first reading today comes from Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 to 4. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not fail or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says the Lord, who created heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to your raven images. Behold the former things have come to pass and the new things I now declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. The word of God. Thanks be to God. The prayer of the day Lord God, your loving kindness always goes forth before us and follows us us. Summon us into your light and direct our steps in the way of goodness that come through the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Holy in the Lord. The epistle reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 to 18. I appeal to you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there is no dissensions among you, but that be you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brethren. What I mean is that each one of them says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I am thankful that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanas. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the Lord.
1: Is your name? Kinsley. Say it again? Kinsley. Kinsley. Huh? Who's that over there? Grammy. Grammy? Do you like Grammy? Yeah. Why?
0: Because I love her.
1: Oh, wow. Because you love her. Do you love anybody else? Him? Who's that? Do <laughs> you love that guy too? Oh, wow. Do you love anybody else? I think
0: that's it. What? <laughs> I think that's
1: it. Do you think that's it? Well, what about mommy and daddy? I'm going to ask you a really hard question. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't know me, do you? I do. Huh? Do you do now, huh? Yeah. Do you think I love you? Are you going to love me? Yeah. Oh, can you give me a hug? Oh, thank you. Oh, do you know who loves you more than anybody in this whole world? Do you know Jesus? Yeah. Does he love you? Yeah, and I always love to sing that song about Jesus loves me. You know that song? Yeah. You want to sing it with me? Okay. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible. Say a little prayer. Okay. Can you can hold your hand. Close your eyes. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Amen. 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 Now, what do you think I in here? What? I don't, know. I don't know. You want to make a guess? You like ice cream? Yeah. It's not in there. <laughs> Do you like candy bars? Yeah? Not in there, either. But there is something else I think. Hope you'll like it. They're funny cookies. You ever seen one like that? No. The Gospel is recorded in Matthew, the fourth chapter. Why don't you stand? And let's read together. Now, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, that we, spoken by the prophet Isaiah, might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali toward the sea
2: are Galilee
1: of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and he walked by the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon who is called peter and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and i will make you fishers of men immediately they left their nets and followed him and going on from there he saw two other brothers James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him, and he went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity among the people. You may be seated. Lord, listen to your children praying first time with the piano and the second time without. 775. To your children, pray, Lord, send your spirit. And pray.
0: Send us love, send us power, send us faith.
1: And now may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength. And our Redeemer. Amen. It was difficult choosing which text to preach on this morning. Being a fisherman, the gospel text was very attractive, but I chose rather the epistle text from which these words are written. For Christ did not send me, the Apostle Paul says, to the church at Corinth to baptize, but to preach, to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ not be emptied of his powers. For the message of the cross, the message about the cross, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. These are thy holy words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in thy truth, for thy word is eternal truth. Amen. I've carried this story about Corinne Gilbertson one of our members, in my back pocket for many years, hoping that someday I would be able to legitimately weave it into a sermon. And finally, that day has arrived. Many of you know that Corinne is a farm girl raised near the small town of Hawley, minnesota a stone throw east of fargo moorhead on highway 10 some of you are not in your head born of strong christian parents firmly grounding her in their christian faith she married A city slicker, and you know Larry Gilbertson, hardly an apt description of him, from the small town of Hawley nearby where their farm was. Your friend and mine, who passed away just a few years ago, Larry. Corinne recalls the early years of her marriage. Difficult years financially for them. She said they were really poor. And during the late '50s, many were lured from the Midwest for plentiful, big-paying jobs in California. Among the migrants were Corinne and Larry choosing to leave family and the Red River Valley of sugar beets and potatoes. Crossing the mountains from the heartland of our nation to the coast of the Pacific, many Lutheran migrants carried in their suitcases letters of transfer given them by their pastors, documenting their confirmation to assist them in relocating, in transferring to a new church home. Out of Reno, they encountered Donner Pass. Long before Eisenhower's Interstate I-80 was built, switchbacks that scared the jeebies out of many flatliners like the Gilbertsons. The story goes that many of these Lutherans, for whatever reason, were drawn to leave behind their ties with the church, arriving at the summit of Donner Pass, throwing their transfer papers out the windows. Those papers becoming permanently lodged on mountaintops, a perfectly logical explanation as to why the Sierra Nevada mountaintops, yet even today, appear to be snow-capped year-round, but not so with Corinne and Larry. First to California for a spell, Larry employed as a brick mason, a trade he had learned back in Fargo, and as new Californians, immediately became active members of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church, lured by a family member in Seattle, and plenty of masonry worked there with transfer papers in hand, made the thousand mile trek north, becoming members of St. Timothy Lutheran Church there. Larry's Seattle employer opened an office in Portland where again, downtown Portland was beginning to take shape as we know it today with many large brick buildings. Larry was sent south, choosing Beaverton and St. Matthew's on Canyon as their new church home. In those days, Unlike today's climate in our nation, in the church, mission churches were popping up all over the place. If you look in this book, you'll find them there. Corinne is listed behind her husband, who is listed as number six when this church was formed. Corinne is number seven. Kevin is number eight, and he will be in church at the later service, as will be Mary, I believe, who is listed as number nine. The first five listings are the pastor David Spencer, his wife, and three children? Bruce isn't listed there. He came along some time later, I guess. Well, while in Seattle, they had a crackerjack of a pastor. I know him. He's a colleague of many years, just a couple of years older than I. Very much yet alive, David and Elizabeth. A great guy, their pastor. Smart as a tack. Quick-witted. A spellbinder of a preacher. Hard-working. Eventually voted by me and my colleagues becoming our bishop, Dave Wold. The name may be familiar to some of you. Corinne and Larry loved this guy, who was not only their pastor, but had become their very, very close friend. Corinne was so excited for her elderly farmer dad back in Minnesota to meet him And to hear, especially, Dave preach this golden-tongued preacher, eager to hear her dad hear him deliver a sterling silver sermon. On their way home from church, Corinne was eager to ask her dad his take on the sermon. Asking, well, Dad, what do you think? He replied with perhaps a uh, Minnesota slash Norwegian slash farmer slash brogue. Well, like you say, Corinne, he certainly was, uh, is, uh, appears to be a smart man. I didn't understand anything that he said. Leaving now this Corinth story for a little bit, I'll be back to it, hang on to it. Today's text, written by the Apostle Paul, was written to a group of quarreling Christians in Corinth. To put it crassly, their disagreement was who's been baptized the best? the human ego, coming into play. Some claimed Paul did it the best, and that if you hadn't been baptized by the Apostle Paul, then you're not as well baptized and not as good as me. In the same manner, some argued that Apollos, was the best baptizer using the same argument as those baptized by Paul. Some claimed it was Cephas who was the number one baptizer. And some even said, no, you're all wrong. It was Jesus. I was baptized by Jesus. Everyone using the same argument. It was an ego thing. The issue was who was better baptized? Uh Aha. Aha. Dissension between believers. Even back then, hearing of trouble within the fellowship, Paul. Decided to diffuse or attempt to diffuse the ill feelings amongst them. And so the Apostle Paul wrote him a letter saying, You've got it wrong. You've all got it wrong. Christ did not send me to baptize, but to what? To To proclaim, what? The gospel. And not with eloquent wisdom, knowledge, so that the cross of Christ be emptied of his power. In other words, one's eloquence might get in the way, might even be detrimental to the simplicity Of the gospel message, emptying the gospel, as Paul wrote, of its power. Now, back to the story I asked you to hang on to. Back to Corinne's dad's comment when he said, I don't understand. I didn't understand anything that your pastor said. He must certainly be a smart man, eloquent. The Apostle Paul tells the church at Corinth, my time with you, nor should it have been Paul's or Apollo's or Cephas's, is not about the quality of your baptism, That's not what it's all about. That's not what I came to visit you for. My time with you was to do what? Proclaim the gospel. Not with what? Eloquent wisdom, but simply lest we lose its power. Power. Building on a phrase I used last week, saying simply, simply saying what Jesus told Andrew and his partner, Come come and see. Because it's all about the gospel. One's eloquent wisdom, especially like day when so blessed naturally, can sometimes get in the way of the simplicity of the message, which unintentionally happened that Sunday for Corinne's father, for this elderly, deep in the faith, Norwegian farmer, from Holly, Minnesota, I didn't understand anything that he said. The message of the cross is simple. Yet, so powerful when simply told what that Jesus loves us, and that Jesus on the cross Died for us, for God so loved the world that he, what that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not. Yeah, yeah, so simple. I realize that I'm preaching to the choir. I realize that I'm retelling something you already know that Jesus loves you and that Jesus died for you and for me. It's what Corinne's mom and dad had taught her. It's what you and I have been taught. It's what we believe. It's what we hold dear in our hearts. It's what we have built our lives upon. Nothing eloquent. Nothing flowery, just simple. Jesus loves us and died for us. It's about uh, what? It's cross. about the cross and the power that it brings to us. The cross Not that we wear as jewelry, but as identification. Some of us around the neck, some from the ears, some even tattooed on their bodies. Nothing eloquent, but simple. The cross. It's our dog tag. It's our identification, embracing it because by faith we've come to understand it. Though neither embraced nor understood by so many who wear it. Just like Paul wrote about unbelievers of his day, that the message of the cross is foolishness, foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us, to the choir, who are being saved, it is what? The power of God. Foolishness. Pretty strong word. A cutting word. A word of which we would never want to be accused, like being so foolish that we are building our houses upon the sand. If viewed through secular eyes, though that's what it is for many. Foolishness when not seen and understood through the eyes of God's gift of grace through faith. We are members of the choir. Our lives are built around the foolishness of this thing here. Our lives are built upon the foolishness of the cross. The foolishness of the incarnation. God becoming human in Jesus. God, man. Our lives are built upon this foolishness. All of it. Irrational. To the temporal mind. But to all who believe. It is the greatest thing we have. We all have friends, not members of the choir, huh? Who don't look upon the gift of life as coming from the creator of all. Who do not believe that life is a gift of God. Unexplainable, but it is, here I am. Or even some believe that there is no God yet they are our friends, they are our neighbors some of them are in our families in mine maybe in yours good people good people caring people, loving people and sometimes it's really hard to know just what to do what to say, how to share the gospel that is the power of God. Not eloquently, but simply saying like Jesus told Andrew and his friend in last Sunday's sermon, come and see, I'll tell you about it, come and taste and see for yourselves. Invite your non-choir member sometime to come with you and spend some time here with us. Come and see, saying, maybe there's something here for you that you were missing because I want to share with you what is so terribly important to me. Invite your friend and share with him the foolishness of the cross. That Jesus loves you. So simple. Few of you know that not so many years ago my wife Mary Ann and I were soloists. We were choir members without a choir. Think about that. We were choir members without a choir. Eating lunch one day at Olive Garden, Mary and I looked at each other and said, what would happen to either of us if one of us died and we weren't members if we didn't have a choir because we were soloing it it wasn't that we weren't looking we went from church to church to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday earnestly seeking a welcoming choir our ride home Sunday after Sunday we'd ask the same question well what do you think about this one Same question Corinne asked her dad, what did you think about the sermon? Our responses varied from church to church, Sunday to Sunday, but never were they filled with the four candles of the Advent wreath, which were hope, Hope, peace, 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 joy, joy, and love, until finally... After over a year's search, our ride home was different. We had just left a place where the pastor was welcoming, but even more important, the members of the choir, the people sitting in the pews, surrounded us with their welcoming love. It was there in a Presbyterian church for four years that a broken pastor and a broken pastor's broken wife became whole again, were healed. And on our way home from that very first visit, we could say with joyful hearts that Jesus loves us. In this place, this we know. May Shepherd of the Valley always be a church like Lacey Presbyterian, whose pastor has received this sermon yesterday as a thank you, and who's some of our closest friends in that church, people sitting in the pew like you, will also be reading this sermon as a thank you for making us whole. Nothing eloquent, nothing eloquent, but simple. The foolishness of the cross was demonstrated there for us. There we learned again how much, how important it is to be in the choir. Heavenly Father, thank you for places like Lacey, Presbyterian, our dear friend, Pastor Stu, and so many of our people who have become friends for life. Thank you, God, for that place. Thank you, God, for this place where people also have found that they are loved not only by you, but by the choir. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us stand and sing an epiphany hymn Okay, Jacob says, keep talking, because he left his book upstairs. (laughs) Okay, I think we ought to deduct his pay for this Sunday. (laughs) And mine, and mine too, because I forgot to bring the mic up, and I had to go back and get it. Okay, shine, Jesus, shine. Should we start that without him?
0: Probably not got it in the right key. Right. Oh, back. Back. oh there he comes. He's faster than we are. He's faster. <laughs> He's got quick legs. I say that again? You brought this
1: song to us
2: when we first came many years ago. Is that right? It's <laughs> Christy, is George
1: Cox and they used to sing it in Chapel. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Carol. Carol says I introduced this song to you when I first came back in the 80s. Shine, Jesus, shine. Father, our hearts are heavy as our nation is so divided by the impeachment proceedings being conducted now. We pray and ask for reconciliation between our political parties and between all people. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the truth to be revealed, whatever that truth may be. We pray that the character of our founding fathers be the character of our legislatures faced with difficult decisions. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the 17 congregations in our synod of which we are one, seeking a pastor. Help us to be patient in our search. Help our synod in their search for candidates who are equipped to fulfill our needs. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, we thank you for the simple message of the gospel, that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to love us, And to teach us to love. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, we thank you for the simple message of the gospel. That you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And to teach us to die for one another. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, now hear our prayers Silent, or spoken, shared as a family. Let us pray. For the widowed family and the loss of their son and brother.
0: David Agrestin. For Scott, searching for a new job, and for Carrie and.
3: For Vesper, for all those fighting the in China,
1: which spreads throughout the world. For our dear friend Corinne, who's facing new medical problems. lord hear all our prayers lord in your mercy you may be seated let us continue our worship by receiving our morning offering in which our Lord was betrayed, meeting with his disciples after dinner, he took a loaf of bread and he took a cup of wine and he broke the bread and he said to his disciples, take and eat, this is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. He then took the cup and he blessed it. And he gave it to them, saying, Take and drink. This cup is the New Testament in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of all your sins. We don't fully understand how this, how this could be his body and his blood. We don't even have to understand it. Because Jesus said, This is. And so come to the feast that He has prepared for you and for me to receive the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come and see. Um. Announcements to share? Super
2: supper? Mark? The call committee has been busy at work. One of the things that has just completed is our ministry site profile is now on file. So while you don't see it out there, there's a help wanted sign on the front of the building right now. (laughs) So the announcement I wanted to give is during this process, one of the things that we also encourage is if you know anybody... I mean, basically, we're using all avenues right now. If you know anybody who is an ordained pastor who you think might fit the bill for what we have here at the church, we have nomination forms. Basically, what we do is when that gets filled out, that that gets sent sent onto the Synod who reviews it, and then we get all the names back that way. But, you know, all great ideas come from different avenues, so we want to encourage that as well. Thank you.
1: Mark, uh, the ones I would nominate—they are all 80 years or older. So I,
3: so, Al, what do we have going on here? So I'm going to be Vanna White. Tony, I'm going to be Diane Lewis. I'm going to walk back. So hats have been, scarves have been made and donated. Wool socks. information that this was new and they found out it was a girl's sweatshirt instead of boys so they gave it to me to pass on so if you have a hoodie that's in good shape if you have a sweater uh, men or women's in good shape those kinds of things they don't really take pants much but go and see look at the you can buy gallon bags ziplocs there's lots of small things we can do that uh, don't cost a lot to be, but still be able to support our youth homeless drive for necessities that they need that they can't get even if they're on food stamps. So Home Plate, you, maybe you all know, but if you don't, there's one in Beaverton and there's one in Hillsboro, which is the original one. Our church has been helping with that since... Jacob was a little boy, because I know Haley was about nine or ten years old. Maybe I a lot got something.
0: There's also Sunrise Church and Open Door and Comfort show.
3: Right. But we're helping the places that they don't necessarily help, Jim. So that's a good point to bring up. Anyway, think about what you can do, and we're having a good
1: Thank you, Diane. Any other announcements? Uh,
2: Well, yeah, I just had a real quick. Just make
1: sure you check out, uh, these aren't from page number, but basically uh, there's a Lenten schedule. And our kickoff is the Tuesday uh, pancake uh, supper meal that's going to be put on by um, Parish Ed. They're anchoring that. So that's February 25th, next month, 530 PM. Put that on your calendar. And then uh, Ash Wednesday is the next day. So kind of the kickoff to the Lenten season. Just a reminder, again, there's sign-up sheets on the table back there if you'd like to participate in helping with uh, refreshments between services. Uh, uh, I'm so happy that uh, we are signed up into February now, the beginning of February, but uh, trying to spread out that responsibility. I, You know, I love my church up in Petersburg, Alaska, and we're going to have guests this morning at the second service uh, from Petersburg. Thank you guy that I fish with a lot. His home is Bend, and he's been in the sheriff's department over there, and I think Eric Lewis will know him, or certainly uh, they'll have lots to talk about. His son, Devin. Yeah, his son, Devin, has been in the same department. Now, this is a picture of the church in Petersburg, and I they brought this out for because they're going to be here at the second service and talk a little bit maybe about that. Well, anything more? This is a day that the Lord has made, what?
2: Let us rejoice
1: and be glad in it. Go in peace and serve the Lord.
2: Thanks, Thanks be to God.
1: Okay. Oh, just one more second. We, we have a guest this morning, first time visitor, Deborah. I hate to put you on the spot, but uh, I just did. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Shepherd of the Valley, Deborah. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's over. So, uh,
0: I invite you to stand for the song. It might be a new one for some of you. So, here's the most important part. It goes like this. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Uh, Sing that with me one time. Ready, go. Nothing Nothing but the blood blood of Jesus. Jesus. Nice. Here we go. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus.